Hello and welcome back to another edition of another losing edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Um, Warriors lost to the Pistons at home. Uh, it doesn't matter long term for either of these teams, probably because I don't. Pistons still have playoff opportunities or hopes, I should say. James Edwards, uh, the athletic Detroit beat, beat writer. So we're actually in the middle of finding out. Um, the 12 and 23 record coming in tonight suggested that it was probably finally time to, to rebuild. This organization hasn't done it, and they've either they've missed the playoffs the last 10 years, but made it twice. Um, and Blake's pretty much. He's been injured. He hasn't been himself. Again, the record. And we actually talked to the owner the other night in L.A., and it sounds like for the first time he's open to the idea of taking a step backwards if it, uh, if it means getting his team to a, a, a winning direction. So, yes, it, I don't think right now it's the same as the Warriors, who clearly have a not an agenda, but it's a little more mapped out. Um, Detroit, I think, is more worried about developing some of the young guys they like on the floor and giving them minutes like some of the guys we saw tonight. Well, I mean, they're obviously on different paths next season, um, but that's the Warriors' concern in, in the immediate is you know developing pieces for a potential playoff rotation next year. Um, and they, at the end of December, they were sitting at 5-24 and 24, uh, with some encouraging performances up until that point, but 5-24. and 24. And then they had that four-game winning streak, mm-hmm. which kind of culminated on the Christmas game where they uh, beat, the, beat up the Rockets yeah. here. Draymond was awesome during that streak. Uh, some of the young guys playing well. Um, and since then, since that four-game winning streak, this is now their four-straight loss. Uh, four-straight, I would say second-straight not-good loss. They lost in Minnesota the other night to a Timberwolves team without Carl Anthony Towns, no Jeff Teague, no Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where we could talk about who the Warriors don't have, but talent-wise, of the remaining rosters, Warriors-Wolves the other night, Warriors might have had a slightly better roster. For sure, I agree. And today... You know, obviously no Blake Griffin. I mean, maybe just because Drummond's out there. Although, you know, Draymond is out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, no Luke Kennard. Like, I don't know what the Vegas line was on this, but the Warriors are at home. They've been pretty good at home. They had won four out of five at home. Like, I kind of expected the Warriors maybe not to win, but, like, kind of maybe yeah. to win as I well. I so, surprised if they won. Yeah, so, um, again, like I was leading in, it doesn't matter. They were either going to be – you know, whatever, 10 and, and 28 or 9 and 29 tonight, um, regardless. But uh, a little bit disheartening from a Warrior side of things if you're actually locked into the nightly, uh, you know, development of this team. Yeah, and it's kind of twofold because I'm sure the Warriors looked at this game as the Pistons had lost 8 out of 9 coming into tonight, um, three in a row. They're without Luke Kennard, like you said, Blake Griffin, Markeith Morris, Derek Rose on a minutes restriction. Um, Andre Drummond has trade rumors that just manifested. Like, it's a it's a mess right now. Uh, but I'm sure the Pistons also looked at this as like, all right, we haven't been winning. This is the game that we're going to win. And I, the Pistons play hard, and they have been playing hard. I don't know if that was seeing who the opponent was helped that at all, but I definitely think this is the game that they felt like they should have won and, I mean, obviously went out and won it. Yeah, Draymond, to me, kind of like emotionally peaked for the season on uh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. You know, I mean, you knew he wanted to beat that Rockets team or at least not get embarrassed yeah. by the Rockets at home and James Harden, and they ended up winning it. He was really good. He had 21 points in that game, but beyond the points, you know, just the right. smart plays, transition, he's getting everyone going defensively, um, and it seems like, whoo, that's kind of falling off a cliff. What else does he have that to was play just, for, honestly? Like, yeah. Do you think that the minor, the most minor of Knicks 
that happens to him, that's when he gets shut down? Like, do you think they're waiting for I don't that? think they're going to shut him down, but I do think they're going to – Steve even said it post-game because he said Draymond looks tired, and that came up with the question of he got ejected tonight. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even mentioned that. <laughs> he got ejected in the third quarter, and it, it, it he got a T for arguing, and then he kind of mocked, like, oh, you know, he did, like, the technical back to the ref, yeah. and he got the second technical. And then he just walked right off the court. And it was like, oh, he's going – People were joking. Oh, he wants to go watch this Patriots game right now. <laughs> I mean, it essentially looked like he was like, "All right, whatever. Yeah. I'm over it." Um, and Kerr mentioned post game he's going to need to spot rest him coming up. It's very weird for the Warriors though; they don't have a back to back until March. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. No back to backs from the end of December into like mid March. I think it's March 20th, 21st is their next back to back. They pretty much just they don't even really have that many two game rest days either. It's just pretty much a game every other day okay. uh, for a ton of straight days um so it's like you're not gonna pick up one of the sides of a back-to-back like you normally would right, right. i wouldn't be surprised maybe it's monday in sacramento i i bet draymond one out of it the next one out of every five games for the next That's month it. or two just uh they give him the rest because again steve kirk keeps mentioning it 500 games in five seasons previous to this but uh, anything else stand out to you? Derrick Rose, you mentioned he's the best player tonight, probably. Yeah, he is, and he's been like this all season long. I know people probably um, don't watch Derrick Rose as much now because he's in Detroit, and but the kid, the guy, the kid, the guy um, has been playing like this all season. I think he's averaging 16 a game. He he's not obviously MVP Derrick Rose, but I mean, you saw it tonight, Slater. Like he can get to the basket when he wants at any time, and like I would love to see MVP Derrick Rose in today's game, just because of how easy it is for him to score and that athleticism he had and just that punch and power a few years ago was like phenomenal but he's been good I mean if you if you're wondering if at all who the who the hell Sekou Dumbuya was um he's the Pistons' 15th pick this year the youngest guy in the draft he just turned 19 two weeks ago um this is he just made his second straight start um after not playing at all except garbage time the rest of the year and maybe only in three games he's been mostly in the G League um but he also recorded his second uh back-to-back starts double double in each um so they they're hoping he's the future um he looked really good tonight uh had to guard Kawhi Leonard in his starting debut and got Draymond Green for a half tonight and then if LeBron James is is healthy he will have him tomorrow in Los Angeles so welcome to the NBA so they, w- they went LA Bay LA huh they didn't do the two LA it was really so every this is my third year on the beat every year that we've come out west so it started San Antonio Utah but we've been in LA since Tuesday two off days game here LA and every year I've been on the beat it's always been LA fly here and then the other LA game which is so weird like I'd like to just knock them out um in general but I don't know anything to stay away from the cold I shouldn't complain it's freezing back home (laughs) is Detroit gonna trade Rose you think at the deadline I mean like it's weird we mentioned them being in similar situations to what are 13 and 23 now right. Warriors obviously with their record what it is um, and you saw Alec Burst and I had 27 on yep. the other side off the bench he's a guy that very especially with the Warriors needing to open a roster spot for they started two two-way yep. guys tonight and they need to get one of them right. probably Damian Lee under a full-time contract both so of theirs are like winding down right I believe is that what Kerr said pregame like they're days? yeah they're like seven or eight days they're away close, yeah, close yeah, very them. close um, and again, they both started tonight. Um, so, Burks is a name that's come up a ton. Um, he's on a minimum, so there's no like salary matching that needs to happen. You could just hand them to another team, basically. Right. Um, do you, is that the situation with Rose, or like where's Detroit's thinking heading to the deadline? So Rose is the 
the complicated one. Obviously, if you're going to rebuild, moving Drummond makes sense. He has a player option for the summer, but he's only he's always said that he's going to test free agency. Regardless, I don't know if they want to pay him the 28.7 they owe him. I think it's just time to, to move on. You can't trade Blake right now. He's not healthy. Um, so it goes down to Derek, who's on a friendly two-year, $15 million deal. If you're going to rebuild, it only makes sense to trade him. You saw what uh, Cleveland got for Jordan Clarkson, Dante Exum, and two second-round picks. Derek Rose can bring you back more than that. But, and it's a big but, Derek Rose's former agent, longtime agent, Arn Tellum, is in the Runs front office, the is, is a very big wig in the Pistons organization, and they it took a lot to get him here. They are very close. And I know the Pistons, there may become a point this year where they punt on this season. I believe they're still going to try to be competitive next year. They're going to take some swings in free agency at certain guys, <clears throat> Fred Van Vliet. And if that works out, they're going to try to get right back competitive. And Derrick Rose can help that. So I think if we see Rose traded, it might not be till the summer. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if it happened at the deadline. But, I, again, if I'm rebuilding and I'm doing this for maybe not tanking. There's a way to rebuild without tanking where you just give what Philly did is different. Um, I, w- I would trade Rose, but I don't think it happens this soon. Well, how likely do you think it is that Drummond is gone before February, whatever, February yeah. 7th or whatever the deadline is? I think it's very likely. Um, the fact that the news got out there, is, as you know, Anthony, once kind of that stuff gets out there, it'd be kind of weird to keep pull him back. Yeah, to pull him back. Two, um, like I said, they're trying to go a different direction. I think they want to try to get an asset for him. Three, the one thing that I don't think people obviously here don't really care, but back in Detroit haven't thought about, Drummond has been here for eight years. I think he genuinely loves the city and loves the organization. But in today's age, eight years in one place is a long time. And there is a good chance that the organization knows that the reason he's choosing to opt out in is not only just to see where his value is in a weak free agency class where he's the bell of the ball essentially, except aside from Anthony Davis, I think he might just want a, a change of scenery. And he's not going to say that publicly. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. He's been here for eight years. He's got He's been a lightning rod for criticism. People love him. People hate him because he's kind of been the once constant in this, this down decade. But I, I think that's the big thing is, like, he might just want to go somewhere else. And I think they know that, and that's why there's, a, there's an opportunity to trade him and get something back. I think they'll do it. So this is a Warriors podcast, and we're, <laughs> we're, we're bored after this game tonight. Uh, what if, let's talk Drummond and the Warriors. Uh, you know, I don't think it at all. It's a, it's a likely trade partner. Yeah. I know Atlanta's the team being like most heavily linked to him. And right. honestly, you could probably list five more teams before you would get to the Warriors. Yeah. But the Warriors have D'Angelo Russell, who salary wise is very similar to Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, talent level very different positions but they're kind of considered in that same weird like fringe like man maybe you can sneak your way into the all-star team but you're not a star star um different ages uh different contract situations as far as d'angelo's on year one of a four-year max dre uh drummond you mentioned it you know he has a player option this summer that he probably is not going to pick up um so from the warrior side of things you would have the risk of sending a guy away you control for four years for a guy you probably want assurances from him that he's going to resign, essentially. Right. Um, I'm not even sure. Again, I don't know if it fits. I'm not even saying the Warriors are interested. But, again, you know, what else are we talking about tonight? So, um, <laughs> I gonna, can I ask what you a question about? regarding that? Yeah. First, before I give mine, 
I, I in Detroit, that's the trade that people want the most. D'Angelo. I, I personally like D'Angelo. I don't love D'Angelo. I think he's a good player. Uh, I'm kind of torn on him because I didn't like him before the Nets year when he went off, and even that started that Nets year, he was not very good, and then he just kind of came out of nowhere. I think he's a fine player. I don't know if having him for five years, whatever. But in my experience, just paying attention, obviously to you and the Warriors, they don't usually pay that much money for centers, right? No, that's um, the thing with this because he's a perfect fit. Because the thing with Drummond is sometimes he does too much, and you wonder if it's just an ego thing or if it's because he feels that since he's been here, there hasn't been enough guys around, and he has to do something. The thing for Dre is to get into a place where his pecking order is clearly defined. And if he's here and all he and all he and if he just sets screens, rim runs, defends, this is the perfect place for him. It's just I don't know if he can do that if he's willing to just do that. So I think it's a perfect fit. I just don't know if the Warriors are willing to pay that much for a center. Yeah, I mean the the, the payment thing would be interesting because I think they'd be like, yeah, Drummond, you would fit. We would give you like thirteen million, right, in, right. you know, free agency, and he's yeah. probably sitting there thinking, you know, I don't know how many million you would know better than me, but he does he view himself as like thirty million. Well, of course he says he wants the max, and I think the only team, I think he's saying, I think my opinion, Atlanta. Well, I think Atlanta, uh, Detroit is uh, the teams. I, I, this is my view. I, I've talked to people. I don't think he gets more than twenty to twenty-five a year like you look at Nikola Vucevic four for a hundred you may you could say what you want about they're about the same they're both fringe all-stars and even in today's game I think we would both take Vucevic even though Andre Drummond eats against him but today's game you would take Vucevic Rudy Gobert doesn't even make the max like he's gonna I think he'll be humbled in that regard uh very soon but again it only takes one team and it sounds like Atlanta's owner um is a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs to like get this thing sped up so you never know yeah, apparently he's friends with Trey Young too, yeah, and Atlanta's was. panicking. Yeah, they are. Um, with the Warriors, again, like I really think it's unlikely just because of of Drummond's impending contract situation. But you know, you mentioned Drummond not fitting your traditional view of the Warriors, and he doesn't. I mean, obviously the Warriors revolutionized everything with the Draymond at mm-hmm. the five, small ball, spread it. That's how they won. Right. But I think sometimes when people view like the the fast forward view of the Warriors, the 2020s view, they think that they're definitely going to try to recreate what they once had. Where I don't think the front office necessarily views it that way. I, I, I they would if if a wing like a Giannis becomes their <laughs> right. Kevin Durant. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like right. Um, if they could somehow do that, or like you know if, if Ben Simmons becomes available in Philly, and that would kind of fit the more modern mold of like you know you can have a Draymond Ben Simmons like almost like a four five. Yeah. Um, where everyone that could would play, man. Fun. I don't love Ben, but like him here would be a lot yeah, of fun. It would. Um, but if the Warriors look at all their options and decide, well, the center is the best. You know, it's, it's similar to the draft. If it's James Wiseman makes the most sense, it's going to be James Wiseman. And suddenly, you know, you're you're using your most important resource coming up, the draft pick on a center. So I don't think they. I, my overall point is, I don't think they are just only going to want to build what they used to have. Okay. Um, I think if they decided like the Drummond fit made sense and if Drummond would take the amount of money that they would want to pay, um, I think that's something they would be willing to do. Now, I don't think they view it that way. I don't think you view it that way. I don't think they are likely trade partners at all. But again, what else are we supposed to talk about right now? There's literally nothing else. We could talk about Glenn Robinson. Uh, That's actually interesting. (laughs) 
But I'm glad you brought that up because he had a, apparently a really terrible year for Detroit last year. They brought him in to fill the Stanley Johnson role of a guy that could play some defense and hit corner threes, and he got there and did not play defense and did not hit corner threes. Which is interesting because this year the Warriors, in their very skeleton state, have made them their made him their primary wing defender, mm-hmm. and he every single night guards the best. Uh, uh, perimeter score, right. and he's done it pretty like reasonably. I'm not not like he's not he's stopping people, yeah, but he's, he's been fun. But you know he's been doing it well there, and he was shooting. I think you know I know he had a bad shooting night tonight, but he was shooting somewhere like 47 percent overall, 40 ish percent from three. Uh, he's been really solid for them to the point that they kind of view him as a long term, you know, eighth man maybe a wing that can give you 20 minutes even in a playoff rotation. What happened in Detroit last year? Man, it was really weird because so when he got to Detroit, he came off that half season in Indy where he recovered from like that seriously like broken ankle where he had to relearn to walk. So they got him for a good deal, um, four and a half, two years, the second year being a player option or a team option. And what they wanted was another guy next to Stanley Johnson who could challenge him for that job because Stanley's, I don't really know if he is now, but was a very good on ball defender, uh, but he could not shoot. And Glenn was a guy that. Long 6'9", the Pistons didn't have, like, really a true small forward behind Stanley. Glenn could defend, and Glenn's, like, was shooting 52% or 48% from corner threes in Indy. Like, it was the perfect fit, and he got there. It was weird because I think I expected, like, the slam dunk champion because people forget he won that. And after the injury, like he didn't have the most hops, and you probably see it yeah, now. Like he's, he doesn't. He's, he's not. not the most he's not athletic. a super athlete. Like yeah. you say, dunk champion, but you're never like feel like you're watching. A never. Dunk champion. So I don't know if that was the ankle injury and that diminished it. But I, think it was. I think it was too. And then he just he literally just didn't hit threes. Like they just did not go in. He shot them and they did not go in. So from his side of thing, just talking to him, just randomly in different spots this season, he believes that Steve Kerr's offense was just more flowing, you're cutting, you're moving, you're not just, hey, go be stationary in the corner, and and when you catch it, shoot it, but, you know, basically stay cold otherwise. He feels like that was the problem in Detroit. They just kind of stuck him in the corner and just said, you are this type of player, stay there, don't cut, don't play make, don't you know, be a part of the rest of the offense. Don't. He, he shot a crazy amount of mid-rangers for the Warriors this year, and I know that doesn't sound yeah, yeah. – Necessarily the most Dwayne efficient shot. Like that. Dwayne yeah. doesn't do that at all. Yeah. Um, where I think that's opened up his game a bit. Even though, again, if a possession ends with a Glenn Robinson seventeen footer, like analytics will tell you that's not terrific. Yeah. But I just he feels like he hit, like has been allowed to be the player he wants to be. And that could be the case. One thing I will say, um, he did spend a lot of time in the corner. But I will also say a lot of those shots were wide open, like wide, wide open. Um, and sometimes guys just have random bad years. And, that, and that's what it was. And some, Yeah, exactly. Guys have random bad years and guys have random good years that end up getting them paid. Like, it just happens. He was a good slasher. Um, first of all, I want to say Glenn was a great guy, and I'm sure you've got to know him. Like, when the, Marcus wrote a great piece, but, like, even if before you read that piece, if you got a chance to meet Glenn, he's always in a good mood. Nice guy. Uh, he would slash, but he just struggled to finish. Like, it, it, I don't know what Which, it was. That still, that still kind of happens. Yeah. You know, he does struggle to finish at the rim. Like, he's not good in traffic necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting how poorly last season went to the point where I thought I didn't really even like the pickup this summer. I was surprised he got picked up so fast. Like, wasn't yeah. it very soon in free agency, if I'm not mistaken? <laughs> it was just weird because the Warriors had very limited spots in, like, the right. hard cap situation. But... 
you know, they identified him early. They really think he can fit the system. They love the personality. To me, I've, I've mentioned it. He kind of reminds me of Livingston from yeah. the past, just yeah. like that, just really easy going. Never be as Would, good as Sean Livingston. I love Sean Livingston. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah you wrote like a, <laughs> uh, an ode a to memo, Sean yeah. Livingston. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's all interesting. No, I'm with you, and I'm glad he's having success he's having because he's really a genuinely good dude. Um, and... I, I was it was actually interesting. You started it off with saying they're hoping he's an eighth or ninth man long term. I was talking to Raymond uh, Ritter upstairs, and he was like, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I see Glenn's name floating around like trade stuff. And he's like, yeah, like I think they should try to get him, like once this team is back to this team, like he would be a very good eighth or ninth man. So I agree with you. I think he could help this team down the road. Yeah. Um, last thing, Andre Drummond, uh, back to that subject quickly. Who are the top five, would you say? Most likely trade landing spots. Atlanta, Dallas, who could use a physical big man next to Porzingis, and him and Porzingis are friends. Um, Toronto, I've heard that Masai's liked him for a long time. Obviously, Marcus Hull and Serge Ibaka are both expiring contracts. Him and Kyle Lowry are friends. People say Boston just because they think they need the center, but I don't see that one working. Is that four? Um... Warriors sliding into the top five? That would be a good five. I just, again, I just, oh, I, I've, people I bring up the, the D'Angelo thing me. so much, I've looked into it, and I'm like, the, they just never pay that much for centers. And Andre's, part of this is money. He wants no, to get paid. I, I think from the Detroit side, I think you'd love that deal. I, I mean, I know D'Angelo's not like, you're not getting him like, this is the first building block to the 2023 right. title. But he's a piece. But he's yeah. four years of control in Detroit where you don't necessarily attract crazy free agents. Exactly. He, he's, he's automatically going to get you like at least like a top maybe like the 12th best offense by himself, essentially, if you just give him a bunch of pick-and-roll usage. I assume at this point the Reggie Jackson experiment is long done. That's done, yeah. he's um, He's been hurt since game two, and, uh, I mean, they're making it sound like he's not ready physically to come back. I I don't know. Are yeah. you going to get traded? Uh, there's a chance. He has an expiring contract. I just, he's uh, turning into like a Chandler Parsons type contract. It, it, it really has, and uh, – I'm very curious to see what his where he goes uh, this offseason, if that means. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder if this is the last time he plays in the NBA. Like I'm just that curious. Wow. But, I mean, you know the kind of – Yeah, I covered you've him. Been I covered him. You know the perception that follows him, and he's oh, been yeah. nothing but hurt in Detroit. Um, I, I don't know if he's a guy that sees himself as a backup or a end-of-the-rotation type guy, and I, he has a lot of money, and he's been smart with his money. I'm just – Hot, hot take. Let's just say I, I wouldn't be surprised if Reggie Jackson doesn't play again after this. Interesting. All right. Well, let's end it on that, Scorcher. <laughs> um, I will talk to you next game in Sacramento. Going to make a, the drive up this week. Are you? Yeah. Oh, that's it's around the corner. I yeah. Keep forgetting. Right around yeah. the corner. All right. I will uh, talk to you then.